Welcome, welcome to this fourth episode of season three of the Female Sex Podcast. You can find me on Anchor or on Spotify. Just go to the About Me page and click the link from there. Anyone who's already listening from the Anchor, thank you very much for finding me. And I'm finding that a few people or more people are listening on the Anchor, so I might just leave it over there. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet, but we're going to finish off the season by continuing to post on YouTube. I just don't know if I'm going to continue to post on YouTube But before I get into it, I have a special guest who's going to join me for the first part of this podcast. You want to say hello, guest? Hello. My guest here is my king. This is King. For any of you who don't know King, that's my son. He's a teenager. And for this podcast, do you remember the name of the podcast, what I'm calling it? No. (laughs) This podcast is Rainbow and the Book Messiah. And the reason I have him on is because we're going to talk about the influences of the internet or how the internet influences people and not just the internet, but media in general. But today we're going to focus mostly on the internet. Before I do that, I'm going to just do a quick plug of my sacred blood. If you haven't been on the website, check out the website. Digital coaching sessions are available for download and new digital coaching sessions are posted on the first Monday of every month. And if you haven't checked out My Sacred Blood on YouTube, you can check it out, uh, My Sacred Blood Box on YouTube. Uh, If you stop seeing me here, then I'm over there. So let's get into this podcast. We had a conversation before we got on here. How's your summer going, first of all? Well. Good. Have you been on a podcast before? No. Well, <laughs> you you did come on for a little bit on one of my podcasts. Do you remember doing that? No. You don't remember when I asked you the little question and you... Okay, well, that well that's part of what <laughs> we're actually going to talk about. Before we came on here today, we had a little discussion about the internet. Do you remember what that was? Um, what the internet was about and mm-hmm. how it pretty much influences real life stuff. Yeah, and this is something that we've talked about a lot in the past, and it's not a conversation that you can have one time, clearly. It's a conversation that keeps coming up. And so from what you've heard me say, whether you agree with me or not, I should ask you, first of all, do you agree in some of the things I say about the internet or do you disagree? No, no, I agree. Okay, do you remember what I said, what the internet is and how it works? Yeah, you said it was a counterintelligence tool used to gather information. And the way they do that is primarily social media and ways you can, like, talk to other people. Mm. So what you put on the internet, somebody's collecting it. It's like data collection or intelligence gathering tool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right, but do, do you know what else it's used for besides gathering information? Well... You can learn stuff on the internet. You can. I mean, what I told you. Yeah, of course, you can learn stuff on oh. the internet. It, you know, you got to catch um, flies with honey. That's what a, how a trap works. You put something good on it, and people fall into it. But I'm asking you, what what else is it? I told you it's a counterintelligence tool. And what else did I say it was? Um. Well, you said social media is a, um, social engineering tool. Right. And they use that tool to, well, gather information. Well, what does um, social engineering do? What do they use to engineer you? um, Influencers or just various posts. Mm -hmm. And and when you say influencer, like what makes some someone an influencer? A person with a you big following and like because. The more numbers you have, the more legit you'll think it is. Right. So you use you use digits and numbers to mm-hmm. to um to create the influencer and the person who influences has a following or has numbers. So the easiest way to create an influencer, what I was telling him was to give the influencer numbers. That's your credit on the internet. Right? Mm-hmm. You're the one who told me about the social what did you call it again? Credit score. The social credit score. Do you believe that's real? Um, well, not like a thing that's known, but instead something that's, well, 
It's not you. I would say it's not used much. You don't think so? No. It, it it is. It's not obvious. Like it's not overt just yet. It will be, but it is. If you have a lot of influ, if you have a lot of followers, you more than likely have a lot of credit. If you have a little bit, you don't have a lot of credit. Pretty much. Is that how it works? You get a. Do you remember the Black Mirror um, episode? Yeah, when yeah. you remember that? How did it work? Do you remember how well, it worked? What I remember from it is um. The less credit you had, like, the less um stuff you could use. Like, I remember that this one time, some girl has to make it to a wedding, and she started out with a fairly big credit score. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it was a wedding. Whatever, it was matter. a wedding, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was constantly doing stuff that would lower her credit score. So when she went to go on the plane, she she didn't have enough to... um. She didn't have enough credit score to get on. Right. So she met this one other person who had a f- pretty low credit score. I think it was like 100 or something. Okay. And so, um, that person drove her to the wedding. And then the woman, she, I don't know, for lack of words, freaked out at the wedding. Um. <laughs> And then she got sent to jail. Right. Like, she, she got put in jail at the end because she hadn't... Yeah, okay. exactly. I, now, the topic is not about that, really. The, t- the reason I'm bringing that up is because I, I wanted to point out how easy it was for people to be influenced by the internet and by social media and don't even realize that they're being influenced. Now, we had a kind of an argument this morning because of something that I asked you not to do. What do, what do I ask you not to do? How not to start your morning, usually? Going on social media. Okay. What's your favorite social media? Like, what do you go on? Do you go on TikTok, no. Reddit? Discord. You, you like Discord? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And what did I say about Discord? Why, why, don't you, why don't I like Discord? You said it causes Discord in the house. Right. Because do you? I'm going to just say that I don't think... That what you do on Discord is bad. I I like that you have your head on your shoulders and you go into the internet and you're not highly, highly influenced. But I just don't like that you start the day in the virtual world and then you don't want to come back out into the real world. But we're not going to talk about that (laughs) on this podcast. I'm going to just ask you, do you have a favorite influencer? Is there a favorite person that you follow on the internet? No. Not really? Mm-mm. Okay. All right. So I'm I'm going to let King go, but I do want to ask you if you remember some of the stuff uh, that I'm going to talk about. So I'm just going to segue back into the topic. Do you remember the movie that we watched that was called Judas and the Black Messiah? Do you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who do you think the bad guy was in the movie? The um, what what do you call the bad guy in the bad guy in the movies? Yep. Other protagonists. The, the protagonist. No, the, the protagonist. protagonist is the main character. Yeah, I don't remember. So one. the other protagonist. Uh-huh. Two main characters: the good guy and the bad one. True. Do you remember? I was watching this Alan Watts, no. or listening to Alan Watts, and he said that you can't have a a good, um, a good movie without a good bad guy. Yeah, I think so. You're do you doing believe- something in the living room. I was, yeah, I was painting. Do you do you remember? Do you believe that that if for a movie to be a good movie, it has to have a good a good guy, bad guy, or a good character, bad character? Yeah, the, and it doesn't even have to be a character. It could be a bad chain of events caused by many people. Mm-hmm. And I only really see that in comedies, but that's not the point. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that. You don't need a bad, necessarily a bad guy right. to create a good movie. And most movies where, like, um, it's weird because most movies where the bad guy ends up winning, it feels like you need a sequel. Mm. But in a movie where the good guy wins, it kind of feels boring and um, generic. Right. Who, who do you think the good guy was in Judas and the Black Messiah? Or good guy, bad guy? Um, I would, because, well, I know the bad guy, one of, there was two main, 
like bad guys that they wanted you to know who were bad guys, mm-hmm. which were the two spies, the one that we mainly saw climbing up the ranks and stuff. And then you had the other bad guy, which is the one that you saw on the staircase. Right. That was one of them, too. And, and that guy said there were so many spies in that um, mm-hmm. organization. If I told you that the the bad guy was Fred Hampton, the main character, would you believe me? Um, I would give it some thought. And if you were right, then I would say that if Fred Hampton was really the bad guy, then I would have to say that everyone else following him was also bad in some way. Well, the, if if you have an influencer who's a bad guy and he has a bunch of followers, are the followers bad guys for following him or is the influencer a bad guy for manipulating them? Like, do you feel like the followers are to blame? Well, they definitely, the leader is definitely worse and the people following him aren't necessarily bad guys. They're just manipulated to be bad. So it's, I guess, forgivable, yeah. Mm, okay. Does that go the same for, for influencers? Um. Well, of course, it depends what type of influencer you are. But it, um, in this case, it also depends on what you've done. If you actually, like, because you have influencers, mm. and then you have those, like, followers who kind of act as influencers and speak read that influencer's word and i'm using so many nouns but you know what i mean i know what you mean like um i I get it and then they spread they they pretty much act as like um like you know that kid who would be a mini teacher they pretty much act as that but for the influencer right so they're they're not even if they don't have a large following you mean like the people who are in the comments for example or people who go around different social medias defending that influencer that mm-hmm. they can be seen as like consciously being the bad guy or yeah. whatever but you if you if it's a good influencer and other people are spreading it then that's fine yeah. i guess yeah. okay so uh, before you go do you know um how rainbows work you know like scientifically how they're created and why they appear well on a basic level sun plus rain equals rainbow Mm. so the the rainbow from my understanding you can correct me if i'm wrong because sometimes you know more about these things Mm -hmm. than i do but if from what i understand it's um when it rains you have rain droplets left in the air and then the light the light that we don't usually see reflects on that or is refracted from it or whatever retract i don't remember how you say reflected whatever the light bounces off the water and that's how you get to see the spectrum of light so normally light is there but we really don't see light except for a white light yeah but then when it hits the water you can it allows you to see different reflections and stuff yeah that spectrum that's called a rainbow so really when you're looking at a rainbow you're looking at something that is there all the time but you never have the opportunity opportunity to see it until it's exposed yeah it like it's kind of like without the water you wouldn't be able to see the light and Mm. without the light you wouldn't be able to see the water did you know they said that no matter what direction or what angle they said about the rainbow that every person has a different perspective of a rainbow like the rainbow never appears the same the colors never appear the same for any two people like we can be standing side by side right now but because you're at a slightly different angle that mm. the rainbow is going to appear different yeah like if we were like you could say like you were inside me you know mm. then like even then would we have the same perspective oh uh, if we're looking if we're the same height same width like mm-hmm. you know then mm. yeah um i would say and we're looking in the same direction yeah i would say we would see this same thing or very very similar things Mm. but yeah i believe that because like you know you have like mirrors right Mm. and for example you're looking at like curved mirror Mm. well 
each perspective that you look at that curved mirror, and I'm talking about like a mirror that kind of looks like a dome. Mm-hmm. That's good. Interesting you say that because a dome is like we're supposedly inside of a dome-shaped structure. And at the very least, whether you believe the Earth is flat or round, you at, at the very least, scientifically, the rainbow shows you that you're inside a dome or a curved structure of some sort because that's how the light bends. It, it, you wouldn't have gotten a rainbow bend if it wasn't um Yeah, curved, so the Earth definitely isn't flat. Mm. Um, but that curve could mean the earth is round but what are you saying about the um oh yes about the mirror i was talking about like if you're looking at yourself from many angles of the mirror you can see different things Mm. i would say like you would like yeah yeah this is pretty much right and that's exactly how the rainbow works depending Mm -hmm. on what you're what angle you're looking at you might be able to see the rainbow you might not be able to see it at all it doesn't have an end because the light never ends. The light is everywhere, but you can only see a slight form of it. In religion, I don't know if you remember the story of Noah and the ark, the Noah on the ark. Do you remember that Not story? Really. The story when Noah and his family and they took the animals two by two and they got on the ark because there was a rain. There was a flood? The, yeah, the flood. Um, kind of. Okay, so you kind of remember that. That's the same guy I said he lived till he was 300 years old. Oh, yeah. Right, so after the flood, the rainbow came out, and the rainbow was a promise. Well, they had the flood because everyone had sinned, and then God supposedly sent the rain to wash out these sinful people. And so after the flood, the rainbow came out, and the rainbow was said to be a promise from God that no matter how much you sin, I'm never going to flood you ever again. So every time we see a rainbow in the sky, we're supposed to think, okay, that's a reminder of our sin and that we're not being punished for the sin because God made the promise or the, mm. the covenant or yeah. whatever, not to not to wash people away with water. All right. So that I'm just introducing the rainbow and the buck messiah, and I'm going to tie it all in together. Uh, King and I have had a conversation about um about this about celebrity influencers who have been broken and so he understands this topic and in detail so i'm not going to keep him here and bore him i'm going to share the rest with you so i'm going to take a mini break here and i'm going to let king go bye and (laughs) thanks for being here i appreciate that uh you're welcome all right bye okay (laughs) We'll be right back. Welcome, welcome back. So, where was I? Let me go back to the rainbow because one aspect of the rainbow that I didn't mention was the social aspect of the rainbow. And that is right now it's associated with the LGBTQ plus community. And it's interesting because, like I said, the rainbow is supposed to represent a sin. So when we look at the rainbow flag, it's either a sin or it's something hidden it's occult it's something that's unknown but reveals itself when um it well in the case of a rainbow it reveals itself when it hits water for example but the rainbow itself represents something that is normally hidden that is now being revealed pretty much when you look at a rainbow and so that's why i believe the lgbtq plus flag is now associated uh with the rainbow or or with the spectrum is because it was something that was once hidden but now it's been revealed it's something that is now out in the open and so but it's also that people associate uh homosexuality and uh, bisexuality trans etc with sinful with a sinful lifestyle whether you agree with that or not it does have um two meanings 
the meaning of something that was hidden or what they um, would refer to as in the closet, something that was once unknown to most people has now been revealed much like a rainbow. And then something that is sinful, you know, we get to see the rainbow, but it's a promise that no matter how sinful their lifestyle, um, that the rainbow is a promise that they will not be uh, washed away or flooded or persecuted for those sins. So you can look at it any way you want, why uh, this community would be tied into the rainbow. Now, for buck breaking, this is something that I've talked about before um, on the YouTube channel, and I got a lot of flack for that. I had to deal with a lot of men, especially who were not ready at the time, and I guess it was the timing. They were not ready at the time to to admit that this was a part of their history. For a long time, black women have had to deal with um, sexual assault and abuse and rape um, during colonization and during the slave trade, whether it be the slave trade done by the European, the Arab, or the black, the black woman was always sexually uh, abused. And for black men, it's not something that they were ready to admit. But a few years ago, I did bring up the subject of buck breaking because it's something that, uh, to my belief, it was something that was first done or it was first done in the islands and it was taught to the Americans. And so from my understanding, it was a, a Jamaican slave trader or slave driver or whatever who taught an, um, the Americans how to do this, how to use sexual abuse I'm not going to say the word because I have to post this on YouTube and YouTube is very much triggered by certain topics. You know, I shouldn't have to um, censor it, though. It is what it is. Uh, slaves were raped. Sexual assault was used as a weapon and continues to be used as a weapon today. And so when I discussed buck breaking, I was discussing it in the context of interracial dating and what I was, what I said at the time was that the interracial critics, the people who were criticizing interracial relationships were more upset, not that black females were raped during slavery, but because they were raped during slavery, because black men were raped during slavery. So if it were just black women, they wouldn't have been so upset about it. They were more upset that it's something that oh or i believe it even goes beyond that uh, what i said at the time was they were upset that white men had raped them and that black women were still marrying and dating these men who were the descendants of their um rapists however my views have changed slightly on that i do believe that a lot of the interracial critics what's been revealed now is that a lot of them really wanted approval from European males and they will submit to being broken just to get it. And so they were not upset that black women were uh, with white males. And before I continue, I don't like using the word black to refer to women. I'm going to say that this is the last time that I'm going to use the word black to refer to black women. The word is melanin and I'm just, I, I want to say melanin because that has a genetic connotation to it. It reminds you of the genetic reason for why we are as dark as we are, or why we have this pigmentation. And it's not melanated because to melanate something or means to make black. It's like you're saying blackened, it has the same. So the word is melanin, melanin women. I used to say melanated too, because it's a word that the influencer said. So I just, you know, picked it up just the same way I say black so that people can understand. So I'm not going to say melanin, melanated women, and I'm not going to say black women. I will be saying melanin women from here on out. If people understand me, they understand me. If they don't, they don't. Let me just get that out of the way. But melanin women were dating European males and that upset the bucks 
as it were, because they really wanted the European men. I had talked about uh, hate rape porn before and how um, European males don't like to see black men with uh, European females in pornography. That was an error on my part. I don't believe they necessarily want to see black men with white women, but they do enjoy seeing black men. It was well known that uh, the methods used for killing black male slaves were deliberate because when you hang someone, the blood, or I, I don't know how it works scientifically, but for whatever reason, it causes the victim to have an erection. The same way, for whatever reason, when someone dies, they will void their bowels like you shit yourself or piss yourself or whatever and just for whatever reason and maybe someone can one day explain it to me why um this happens but it's known that people will have erections when they're being hanged and so the european male liked to do that because he can hang the black male and after hanging him his penis gets hard and sometimes they would take it. They would cut off the phallic symbol. And so European males were aroused by black males. So oh, when we see uh, black women, oh, here, I did it again. <laughs> it, it's hard to get rid of the programming, especially when I talk to my son, I always say melanin women. I never correct myself. I don't know why it happens when I'm speaking to a different audience, but you know, that's how easy it is to be influenced. And we're going to get to that. But when I, I lost my train of thought, when when uh, black males see melanin women with European men, it upsets. Oh, right. I was saying why there is such an effort, why there's so much billions of dollars that goes into destroying the image of the melanin woman. It's not just because she was the original uh, Genesis block, but it's also to keep the melanin man from the melanin woman to make sure that he never ever again exalts her as the Genesis block. But at the same time, Europeans were attracted to the black male. So when we feel like there this is this gender war going on between melanin men and melanin women, it's not really that. It's actually um, a fight for these people to get together. The men want to be with the men. And so they're both of them are attacking the melanin woman because they want to be together. And so that's why I'm going, I'm going to, that's another topic for another day, really, but it's part of the main point I want to make when we're talking about buck breaking, let's just get that out of the way. It's about the European man using rape and sex as a weapon against these uh, melanin men. And buck breaking, as I said, it still continues today, whether you're talking about sports or in the prison system. And I'm not talking about just people or prisoners raping prisoners. When we talk about buck breaking in the prison system, I'm talking about when you very, you, the first day, very first day you go in and you have to get naked in front of these guards. That's a form of buck breaking. Sometimes the guards, and I've experienced this, so I know what it's like. They do it even to the women as a way of dehumanizing the prisoners and kind of humbling them is that they would strip search them. Even I mean, of course, it's necessary to do certain searches, but they enjoy sometimes the European guards getting up into the anal cavities and same way that the black guards like to get into the anal cavities of the European prisoners who might come in there. And so it's very uh, homoerotic um, and very sexually demeaning and dehumanizing. And a lot of the men who go, who come back out of the prison system, the reason they act the way they act in the real world is because they've had this done to them. They have been broken in that system. Uh, now it also happens in fraternities uh, and secret societies, boys clubs, things like that. Um, in the entertainment industry. It, it still continues to happen to this day. And I was discussing how it affects black women to this day, especially black women. And I was talking about how it affects melanin women to this day, especially melanin women who date 
uh, outside of the so-called black race. But it wasn't accepted. Like I said, I, I took a lot of negative feedback from that, from having that opinion. But now the next generation of bucks now realizing that they have been broken and willing to admit it. Now they're willing to accept that now that it's being said by a buck male influencer. Now that one of them is saying it back to them. And maybe that is, you know, it, it takes a man to, you know, get a message like that to a man. A man is not going to want to admit something like that to a woman. So I can completely understand why they would have an issue um, accepting that from me. But now that there is a buck breaking movie out for them to look at, now they can do some more inner reflection and uh, reconsider some of what I said and how maybe look at how they are impacting the lives of young melanin girls and women because of their broken spirit or their broken mentality. The fact that they were broken mentally and emotionally and physically by European males. Now, when it comes to the book Messiah, I'm talking about this broken so-called black male, usually a black male influencer who now is acting as the savior for these men. And in this case, Tariq Nasheed represents that broken book Messiah. He himself has been broken. I don't need to say how or why he knows how it happened. Um, and so I don't need to say anything further to defame the man, but I, we can just leave it at that. We know how, what the result of buck breaking is, and he's the exact result of it. And these men now, the ones who rejected the idea of buck breaking altogether three to five years ago, I, I can't even remember how long ago that was. But the same men who rejected it then coming from a melanin woman are now willing to accept it from their Messiah. Now that he's said it out loud, they feel like, okay, it, it's acceptable. But not only that, that's not the only definition of a book Messiah, because we're going to get into another book Messiah that is just now, you know, become a very popular influencer. But before that, I'm going to go back to the question that I asked um, my son about who was the bad guy in the movie, uh, the, what was it, <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah. And I believe that Freddie Hampton was the bad guy. I know it's based on a true story, but uh, the Black Panther Party, you know, people, well, whether they're willing to accept it or not, every time I post a video on YouTube, I'll lose 20 subscribers on day one. So I'm, I'm done, you know, like counting or looking or worrying about my social credit score at this time. There's nothing that's going to make me or my opinions be popular. So that's an oh well situation. I'm, I'm just going to get into the point. The point is like the Black Panthers at the time was very similar to what BLM is today. But the reason why Black Panther was important and used to influ uh, infiltrate the Black community was because it served a couple different purposes. First of all, you can gather information from other groups and gangs, um, including those outside the Black community, which is what Fred Hampton was used for. He was a puppet. He was an influencer. And the way you know that he's an influencer and a puppet is because first he made it on the TV. So it's the equivalent of someone having huge following today. You don't get that unless the internet approves of that. Approves of that. And the internet, like I said, is a social engineering tool, is a counterintelligence tool. So you have to be approved by the so-called powers that be, whether people believed it's centralized or not. The, influ the internet is controlled it is anyway I'm, i cannot even <laughs> i've already said it if you don't know it by now then you're just in denial or ignorant consciously ignorant so you know you have to be approved uh, like i said in the previous podcast history is very much curated you don't make it into history you don't make it on the television you don't make it into the media into the mainstream without specific approval from specific european males 
And so uh, Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party altogether was that group. It was the BLM of their time. And the group Black Panther was named, it was named, not named after the comic book, but it was founded after the comic book was created. So the comic book Black Panther was created, I believe it was in 1963. And the party wasn't formed until 1966. So some people believe that the comic was named after the uh, the uh, Panthers. But in fact, the Panthers was something that was conceptualized really by these European males, even in a comic book before it actually became the party. And the reason why or the telltale sign that a party is government created is that they'll say it's Marxist. Um, it's a Marxist, communist, socialist shit. The same thing is the same play from the same old dusty playbook over and over again. And the two founders of the Black Panther parties, um, the original founders, they had their 10 point system or their 10 point manifesto or whatever. That was based on Marxist ideology and Marxist is this European who teaches people how to subvert their own government or how to overthrow their own government or whatever. And everyone who's affiliated with this guy always turns against their own. So they are all, anyone who's a Marxist will literally be just turning on who's supposed to be their own nation. So Fred Hampton was used in order to gather information from different gangs. What he formed was called the Rainbow Coalition. He was supposed to get together with these Hispanics and white groups and other black gangs. But really, they were just using Freddie Hampton to gather intelligence for them. Now, in the movie, they deliberately used a, a actor called Daniel Kaluuya. Everyone knows him from Get Out. But uh, so they used this African uh, British or Brit African uh, who had just gotten out of the movie get out who managed to get out of um being mentally programmed so they used him to play the imposter and black americans viewed him as an imposter there was some controversy about why this african character or african actor was playing an american icon and so they were upset about that but the controversy was the Rainbow Coalition. The controversy was the fact that Fred Hampton was an imposter, but, uh, or being an FBI creation, but instead everyone was so focused on um, this Daniel Kaluuya being an imposter. They, they were focused on him being a foreigner playing an American. So that was interesting. It's interesting how people are still so so influenced that they completely failed to see the actual big picture. It, it later came out. I don't remember the original, uh, the original guy's name, something Williams, I believe. I should have looked that one up. But in, in any case, the, the guy who was supposedly supposed to be the FBI spy, you know, the one working for the FBI who supposedly gave up the floor plan to get Freddie Hampton he was put under um, protection. Uh, I don't remember what they call that. Why Why is this slipping my mind? But he was put, put under protection and then he got out. He later told his story on some news program. And when you watch his interview, he was almost forced to do the interview. It was very much... Um, very well rehearsed. There were times that, that they had to retake some of his responses so that it would come out right, so that it would make it seem as if he was associated really with this FBI agent. But he must have been in some way, the way he spoke, he just didn't sound like some hoodlum off the street who they caught in a bar and you had to leave your name at the bar before you entered. It was just a really weird story, but clearly the guy was maybe associated with the FBI or in some way associated with police in, in the first place. I don't believe he was some just random hoodlum off the street. 
But anyway, that's the role he was supposed to play. And that's the role everyone believed he was. They believed that he was just this informant. He was a rat and he ratted out Freddie Hampton. But that wasn't the case. Uh, there were many different, um, probably FBI agents, CIA, you know, ops, controlled ops working within the Black Panther Party because the Black Panther Party was designed for that. That's what BLM today was designed for, to be a controlled op- opposition. So it's no different. These, Like I said, life works in a loop. These people keep doing the same thing all the time. And people get so attached to their influencers that they don't see how they're being manipulated by the influencer because they're so attached to the um to the social aspect of it and so that's how in that movie it should have been or the controversy should have been around the fact that here you have an imposter going around creating this rainbow coalition so the rainbow again was to reveal who these um revolutionaries really were so they used a fake revolutionary an imposter by the name of freddie hampton to go around to weed out the real revolutionaries and so he succeeded in doing that now when it came close to i I feel like he got a little bit too um big for his britches and they had to put him down like they had to find some way to pull him out of there maybe someone identified him maybe somebody realized who he was and so they had to scrap the whole plan and that's how um his story ended because they needed to end it otherwise everyone would have eventually come to learn who freddie hampton really was like i said all these men anyone who ends up in the history books ended up there because they were specifically chosen to be there from marcus garvey to Fred Hampton and now uh, where we're at with um, Kevin Samuels, who I'll get to in a minute. These men are specifically chosen uh, to be there. And now with the internet, it's so easy to pick the right influencer because you have to pick someone who you can use, who's going to attract the right audience, but then you can flip them. You can have people love them for one reason, one minute, and then you can flip them, break them, twist them, turn them into something else. And then, then you can destroy them. So when we talk about the internet being a social intelligence tool, they gather information on all the so-called influencers. People think they're anonymous on the internet. They think people aren't following their lives. They know exactly what you're looking at, what your likes are, what you're doing offline or not offline, but off social media. Like you could be talking about relationships and in one um, window and then you open up a whole other window, whether it's incognito or not. And you could be watching LGBTQ plus porn. So they know this about people on the internet. They know everything you eat, when you eat, when you wake up, who you like, you know, who you don't like, who you're obsessed about. And this goes for me too, you know, they have an entire profile on certain people. So when they see that certain people can become an influencer, they know this is the one I'm going to add the digits to. I'm going to add the numbers to this person. And you can add numbers to that person simply in one of two ways. They can either just do it, you know, um, they can just uh, add, literally add the digits and literally manipulate the digits or they can manipulate the followers or the users online to become followers. They can um, recommend this person. They can create memes. I wanted to talk to my son about that because uh, the power of memes, (laughs) because this generation love the memes. And if you create this meme, you know, not just the little images, but a a person who actually becomes a meme, something that they say, a catchphrase or whatever, and it's repeated over and over again, and then circulated. And that becomes the thing that influences the masses. And so they know exactly who they're choosing and why they're choosing that person. And this person was specifically chosen because he represents the Buck Messiah, that black male savior who's going to come around to save the the books, to remind people uh, that it, no matter how much you sin, 
here's my rainbow promise uh, never to persecute persecute you for that so when it comes to the Fred Hampton movie everyone got or the Americans anyway got all up in their feelings about the African Brit playing uh, the American icon or influencer but then soon after that the movie called coming to america came out and interesting enough for those of you who have seen it uh, parts one and two coming to america is a movie that it happens to be an all-american book cast you know eddie murphy is a man who played a woman norbert you know that one and uh, wesley snipes he also um dressed in and drag and to Wang Fu movie. And so you have these two American books playing Africans in the movie and it didn't bother anyone. <laughs> no one seemed to be in an uproar about that. So apparently if you are an American playing an African, the Americans won't have a problem with it. But if you are an African playing an American, it bothers them. Now, it's not because Americans have this, uh, you know, a passionate connection to their national identity or whatever it is. It's because they are highly influenced. And America is supposed to be this country of the free. You have so much access to so much information. But America is actually very um, closed off to what's happening in the rest of the world. I think Corona gave people a more of an opportunity to see more of what was happening in the world globally, but the Americans just didn't take it. They're very much narrow-minded and they only see America. And if it doesn't happen in America, then they don't really know about it in detail. And this is de done deliberately. It's because they're com always bombarded um, with American content. And as it should be, I mean, it should be that way in uh, in any nation, Canada's going out of their way now to make people, you know, um, watch more Canadian content. The Chinese, they have their own internet. They won't even, they don't even want to get on the American Twitter. Some of them do, I believe, or the American Google, but they have their own search engine and their own internet because they know that the Chinese understand that it's a, it's a counterintelligence tool. And so they're not going to expose their uh, their population to it. But in America, it's, um, the reason why it's important is because America itself has such a, an influence on the rest of the world and the rest of the world will take, uh, for example, American Hollywood celebrity influencers and then start copying that. So we'll see literally imitations of American influencers, no matter what country you go to, you'll see the you know asian kardashian or the african kardashian or turkish kardashian or you know whatever you'll see an imitation of that and that probably goes i mean you'll see that in hip-hop too or boy bands and whatever you'll you'll k-pop is i don't even know what came first the k-pop or the american <laughs> boy band situation I believe it was a British boy band that came out first. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's that the Americans have a way of influencing the world. America is the stage that everyone's supposed to look at. It's the movie that everyone's supposed to look at. It is the testing ground. Um, and so, but Americans don't really realize that. And you can literally create anything put it into the internet and like I said before the Americans blacks will pick it up and spread it like a virus and then it's over you can't even talk to anybody anymore because they're not going to try to hear you they will not ever admit to the fact they're that they're manipulated it, that's why I started this podcast talking about manipulation psychological manipulation to make it so obvious that if a teenager can understand what this tool is used for and what it can do, then it shouldn't be so difficult for an adult to understand it, but they won't understand it because their minds have been so programmed and they're gone. And especially anyone who was born after maybe 1990, they're not here anymore. Anyone who was born after the internet came, if you were born into a world where the internet existed from the day you were a baby you are not even you, okay? You're not uh, anyone, uh, I guess that would be 
95. Anyway, around that. Okay, if you were born at a time where you got an iPhone to look at when you're two years old, then you're gone. You're not there anymore. You're someone who was highly controlled, highly influenced. The, the things that you like were uh, curated for you. Someone told you to like that. Influencers got you to like that. And more than likely, it's people of my generation, people who were born in the 80s, who have children today, who are in, caught in that in-between where they're now competing with um, the children of the internet age which is a little bit sick in and of itself, but that's for the next podcast. I'm actually going to, in the next podcast, talk about how melanin women actually created and need men like uh, Kevin Samuels. Uh, Melanin women can't seem to live without these book messiahs. They need someone to save them. Now, I'm going to take a very short break here because... We're going to get into how the rainbow ties into the book Messiah. What's the significance of that? What do I mean by that? So let's take a quick break and I'll be right back. Welcome back. So today we have authorized books who are now acting as the Messiah, not just for black men, so-called black men, but also for melanin women, for people in general, it seems, because now you can show your rainbow and not feel bad about it. If you have an influencer, for example, who is you know, who's done some dirt in their background, who is a a sexual deviant or however people, you know, who's done something worse than you or same as you. And that person is now become an influencer. It makes you feel as if, you know, you're kind of vindicated, you're kind of excused. Uh, This is the rainbow letting you know that no matter how much you've sinned, you're going to be forgiven get forgiven for it you will not be punished for it so when you see someone usually in the the so-called black community you'll have men who have been broken who then become the influencers men who know or who have a background that you know the central players or the powers that be know their background and know how they can be broken or they know exactly the moment when they are going to break these men or if they don't um, get in line or if they don't do what they're supposed to be doing or influence the people the way they're supposed to influence the people then they can easily be literally broken and destroyed on the internet but in the meantime they're there because and i'm going to use uh the Samuels character, because this is just the new creation of the same thing uh, um, in the black community that existed before with, uh, it was Tommy Sotomayor before that, who was degrading black women. And no matter what, they can continue to degrade uh, so-called black women. And in this case, I am going to call them the black women because the real true melanin women who identify as melanin women don't really behave this way. But these so-called black women in the community, they need somebody like that constantly telling them uh, what they are because they don't know who they are and they just need to hear someone like that put down another black woman so they can feel good about themselves. If he's out there raiding other black women, then the ones watching will be like, well, I can get a better score than that. Uh, 
And so that's why he's popularized, because you have these women with low self-esteem competing against each other. No matter how much they make, how pretty they think they are, they're really competing against the other women. And that's why they can go to the book to get that rating, because they're not looking at it like he's disrespecting her, he's degrading her, and come to her defense. The immediate response is, well... I can do a lot better than that. I can get a higher score than that. I think I'm prettier than her. So I'm going to go to him and get my rating. And then when it comes down to it, they don't get the rating they're looking for. But then the, the next woman is thinking, okay, I'm going to go see if I can. I'm, I think I'm prettier than those two. I make more money than those two. So let me go get my rating. It's a competition between the women and the women always do this to each other. And that's why I say melanin women get everything that we deserve. We're going to get exactly what we want. And this is exactly what we want. But here, the rainbow represents the um, the unknown or the occult or that sin, like I said. And so no matter what type of fuck shit people do in their life, if there's somebody else on the internet doing that same fuck shit or their, or their stuff is um, excused and they're being popularized for it and the internet will blow them up for it, they can make money and become influencers just by being nasty and doing down low fuck shit, then of course everyone else is going to be like, he's my savior. He's my messiah. That's my rainbow. That's that's the person who makes it okay for all the fuck shit I'm doing in the dark, okay? So that's why people get behind these types of people. It doesn't matter how bad they are. I remember I would talk about um, how I overcame my past, how I was able to get out of the sex trade, and nobody cared about that. They kept, they kept calling at the time. I, and this wasn't even that long ago. This was maybe three or four years ago at most where people were still trying to tie me into that identity and call me a whore. And I've shared my story and talked out as an um, ad, ad, advocate for survivors. And nobody was trying to hear it because that's not what they want. They want to be in the dark in the dirt, doing the dirty right now. That's where people are right now. People are right now on demon time. That's where they want to be. Right now, today, we are in a, cha a chaotic environment and people are loving it because they can get away with all that fuck shit. And so when they have an influencer like that, especially a broken buck black male influencer because blacks run the internet, okay, everything that happens on the internet that trends on the internet it just could not run without the so-called blacks and so everyone looks to the blacks to come out for this um uh this black messiah but you can't have that you can't have a true black messiah that's going to come out and let melanin people understand what their worth is you know what they are worth to this internet what they are worth to society what they are worth period. And so instead of the black messiah, they bring out the book messiah and people get behind it because they want to do all this shit. So the book is always used to point you to what's being hidden. Whenever you see a character like him, assume that there's something else being hidden that we're not seeing yet, but eventually it will be exposed because that's how the internet works. That's how everything works. You build somebody up just to tear them down so you can reset, quote unquote, so you can bring in the next one, right? Nothing ever stays the same. Nothing lasts forever. Somebody else has to take the other's place. It's just a matter of how is it going to be done? Who's going to, to do it? So in that sense, the book is viewed as a messianic figure. He's viewed as someone to save them. You know, there he comes out, his rainbow appears, you know, whether it's openly out or not, I'm talking about what the rainbow represents, this hidden aspect of who we are. You know, a lot of people now, you know, I, I'm not going to say I told you so because I was watching this movie called Black Summer. And in the last couple episodes, there was this, um, I think he was a Afro-Hispanic and he led the women to this resort, like a ski resort. And he was telling them, I know where the ski resort is. Black Summer is about a zombie apocalypse 
it's coming and the the guy's like oh yeah it's a, it's around here somewhere he he wasn't sure where the ski resort was and he was lost and then when he finally found it he was like i told you it was here i told you i told you i didn't lie to you i didn't lie to you uh, but it, it just it was so stupid because it doesn't matter if he told them i told you so i told them they didn't believe me and it was, just, it was so funny because now I kind of sound like that. I sound stupid. And in the end, he turned it turned out to be a zombie anyway. So it doesn't matter when you said it. It doesn't matter um, that I already said it. <laughs> you know, I said it. I, I love to say, you know, I told you so, but it doesn't really matter. You can say it to one generation and it's just going to be completely lost on the next generation. So it's for the next generation, for the people who heard me say it the first time to go and remind the next generation of what was said. I, I don't expect to get credit for it. As a matter of fact, that's how dark work works. You know, dark work is not shadow work. Shadow work is much like a rainbow. You require light to make shadow. So when you talk about shadow work, shadow work is bringing your dark into the light. Dark work is stuff that happens in the dark and it stays in the dark. It doesn't come out. It doesn't um, come to light. And so dark work is the things that you really do on the inside. But shadow work is something that people do um, when they expose their so-called dark side and they expose it to light. And that's what shadow work is. But I talked about um, doing your ninth... Um, going into your ninth sphere or doing what they call the dark night of the soul or going into your dark to find out who you are. You know, you shouldn't have to wait for a buck messiah to show you who you are and to be your savior. You know, this is something that we should be doing on our own. Go into your dark, pull out the things that you hate about yourself or once hated and the things that you love about yourself. And it's for you to figure out what you love and what you hate about you and to walk in confidence knowing yourself and knowing yourself from the inside out the good the bad and the ugly that's for you to do but people don't necessarily want to do that they want to do shadow work they want someone else to pull the the dark or the occult the hidden and the sinful out into the light for them and then they can get behind it they can get behind these influencers or these messiahs who was able to save them you know, now they're okay with it. Now they're okay with doing all that. What's it, not it, as my mom would call it. So, like I said, every black male historic figure from Garvey down to more recently George Floyd and now Kevin Samuels is a broken automaton, a buck who was used by the company or the powers that be to control melanin women. And to make sure that we never ever become the central point, to make sure that the buck remains the central point, and to mock what's left of melanin men. You know, if, like I said, um, if women or if melanin women would realize that they were the Genesis block and they realized their power, we would not be in the situation we are. If you, if you change that Genesis block, you change the rest of history. And so the world is waiting on the melanin messiah, on the female melanin messiah, but it doesn't seem like she's ever going to emerge because she's too highly influenced by the book messiah that is being propped up right now by, by the powers that be by the thing that people love the most and what people love the most is numbers it's always been that way the more you have of something i guess um the better it is and before it was the more you have of something tangible something physical then you were viewed as rich if you had a lot of gold or a lot of slaves then you were viewed as wealthy um, or livestock or whatever the case may be. Those were physical, tangible, real things. But then it moved to the more fiat currency you had, you know, the more valuable you are. And now that we are in the virtual reality that we're in, it's the more uh, digital numbers you have, the more likes you have, the more followers you have. That now um, is what makes you valuable. Unfortunately, now we've come to the point where it's literally having a lot of nothing 
that makes someone valuable but it, again it's it's what it's what the numbers represent it's you have a lot of people's energy and you can channel the energies of all these users or followers then you can be used um, by what I like to call the company because it is a corporation and I don't know who it is but that's now become the central point this co corporation and now anyone who's able to channel all that energy the energy of the users or the followers they can now be used by the corporation to do whatever and then if they don't get in line and they don't do what the corporation wants them to be then they can be um, quite literally broken and destroyed so that being said i'm going to end this off by reminding you again that all of this all of this is done with melanin woman's approval if we did not want it to be this way it could not be this way and so every time that a buck messiah arises if you look very closely at who is following him talking about him and making him popular making him so energetic you will be sure to see that it is a group of melanin women there and so once again if the melanin woman realizes that she's the genesis block she's the first block in the chain and she changes the um, hash then it would render the rest or it can change the rest of history or can change the whole story Be before that can happen the melanin woman of course has to realize her worth am i going to live to see that day i surely hope so but until then take care of yourself